Welcome into the Moeller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Welcome in as Moeller comes off an opening win over Columbus Bishop Hartley 34-17 last Friday. Game number two coming up this week. The three games in three states tour starts as they uh, travel to Indiana to take on East Central next week. Uh, we hope uh, to take on Louisville Trinity, uh, of all things are concerned with the KHSA, but we'll cross that bridge next week when we come to it. But let's first look back at week one. And, and for you, Mark, in, in, a, in a debut um, logistically, we've dealt with so many things, and, and uh, here you are in that game, and it looked like logistically everything's working pretty good. I know you're turning the ball over a little bit, and then you have to deal with a lightning delay. And I guess it wouldn't be a 2020 football season without having to deal with one other issue. And it felt like you guys handled that better than Hartley did, right or wrong. I mean, you came out playing on all cylinders, and Hartley really didn't after the lightning delay. What did you do during that time frame? Because you didn't have a locker room to go to, correct? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we were fortunate to be able to go board the buses, um, which was less than awesome. So we had two buses, thankfully appreciative of uh, Mike Asbeck that we had the charters and not the school buses. So, um, but yeah, so our guys that were soaking wet uh, had to go board the buses and, and so they were wet and they were cold and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it just was one of those things you're like, naturally, of course, like that's, of course, that's how this would be going because based upon everything else that's happened this year, that's how it goes. So, um, but I'll say this, we, we try to talk a lot about like none of, none of this other stuff matters, you know, and, and that was just one of those other examples of guys, this is one of those things we're talking about that none of this other stuff matters. Um, what matters is when we get off this bus, because we're going to get off this bus and we're going to go finish this game. When that happens, none of this other stuff matters. No one cares about excuses. We have to go out there and we have to be ready to play and play our best and certainly better than what we were right, playing. Right. Um, and it, it wasn't a like get after a guy. It was just, this is what we got to do. We have to get off the bus. We have to warm up and we got to be ready to play and we got to play better than we did. Uh, Cause right now we're behind. So uh, I thought our guys were fantastic. I mean, that though they came off the bus with some juice and some energy and, and uh, I loved seeing that. I mean, they were, they were super excited to play football. And um, I thought that we rebounded from what wasn't our best first 20 minutes of football and, and, played quite a bit better and, and were able to pull away at the end from a, a, a team that, again, I, I can't say enough about. I really do think uh, Brad Birchfield does a fantastic job. He's, a, he's an outstanding man. He's an outstanding coach. Uh, he's a winner. They are winners. I mean, 10 straight playoff appearances. They won 12 last year. I think they got some good players. Uh, I was pleased with that victory. And frankly, I was pleased with how the victory went. I, I was I would take that with adversity because yeah. I think we need it. We talked about sure. that a few weeks yep. ago. We need to uh, – how are we going to handle adversity? That's going to be the real question because it's not all going to be roses out there on, on Friday nights. And and so I'll take that victory over beating somebody by 100. I really yep. will because yep. th- that that proved more to us uh, than anything, uh, you know – that we can handle the adversity. I said this to somebody else the other day. You, you, you don't feel like you're tough by, by beating up a fifth grader. You, feel, you think you're tough when you beat up another guy that you think's a tough guy. Um, so we went out there and faced some real adversity and were able to overcome it against a good football team. How much coaching did you do during that period? Because there's the fine line of it kind of was a, it turned out to be a pseudo halftime because the halftime that you ended up having was three minutes, basically a glorified, uh, a glorified quarter break. And, and you obviously both teams knew the structure of how that was going to come when the sure. lightning delay comes. So you have to do some coaching, obviously, but then you're not going to spend an hour and 10 minutes coaching up guys because they're going to tune you out after a few minutes. So how did you kind of handle that? Uh, uh, we we talked about a couple 
small, subtle things. I mean, it, it wasn't, there was no like major game plan change or anything right. like that. I mean, that's uh, for sure. That wasn't the, the deal. We made a couple slight adjustments, uh, almost like you would if you're coming off of a, a series. We just had a hair bit more time to think about right. it, um, but nothing major. Um, it was it was more. Uh, uh, I mean, we were talking a little bit, a lot more about really mentality and and kind of that stuff. Um, and even then, I mean, it's it's you, you can't you you can't sit there and have a mentality talk for an hour and ten minutes. Correct. You know, yeah, like, right. <laughs> you know, it was like, all right, let's. let's I'm, I'm going to tune you out after a while. No question. <laughs> so you poke your head in and you you got something to say and then get out. You know, and and go back and talk to the other coaches and see if there's anything else. And then we were talking about some logistics. Okay, like when we get ready to go. You know, here's our stretch. Here's what we're doing. Well, it was interesting and, not to cut you off, but you guys actually came out and, and had a decent warm up, and it felt like Hartley came out at the last second almost. And I don't know if they got properly warmed up, to be honest with you. So you guys obviously had that logistically down pat. Yeah. So uh, yes. So fortunately, and and we had not really discussed this as a staff at Moeller, but I'll say this: my my time um, with with Coach Jones, we we discussed a lot of things. That you, sometimes you shook your head and you're like, I don't know if any of this stuff will ever actually happen. This is one of them, and and just so how we were going to go about doing that was things that we had discussed previously uh, during some of my experiences, and so. We didn't cover it ahead of time, but it was just, you know, we covered it right there in the lobby area and just said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come out as a full team. We'll get across the end zone. You know, Coach Ross will do, do our normal dynamic warm-up, and, and we'll be ready to roll at that point. After that, we're going to, you know, quarterback's going to throw, kicker's going to kick and punt, and, and um, that's that's what we're going to do. And It's not a full-fledged pregame, but you're trying to get some of that done. And that was, that was what we did. I thought that it got the guys ready to go again. I mean, they, it, their mentality is what got them ready to go again. But, um, but yeah, I mean, got them from a physical standpoint, ready to go again. And, and we just hit it. Yep. Let's talk about things that, that went well offensively. Just talk about offensively as a whole. You got a new quarterback, TJ Rotello. He was a defensive player last year, got a little time at running back, but not a quarterback. You've obviously chosen to move a good athlete there. Who's not a pure, pure quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but did some really good things. Obviously, running the ball, made a couple really good throws, but he also had a handful of mistakes. A couple that, arguably, for a young guy that's not played the position, a couple that he probably should have thrown into the stands as opposed to making a play. But how much can you live with understanding his mentality than him then understanding, listen, I know what you were thinking here, but in the future, let's throw this thing nine miles out of bounds sure. and live for another day. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing was unexpected from my vantage point, at least, in the day because... Um, and for the record, he ran for over 100 plus right. and threw for almost 200. So he had a pretty good day. Right. And I was going to start with that. I mean, when I say nothing was unexpected, I mean, uh, he ran the ball really well and really tough. I mean, he lowered his shoulder and, and ran through guys a bunch. Uh, made a lot of good decisions throughout the day. He threw the ball fairly well, as I expected him to do. Um and then he forced some balls that he shouldn't have, as I expected him to do. He hasn't played quarterback in a number of right. years. And and as much as we've done stuff throughout the, the summer, um, outside of one play, and, and the players will chuckle, he, he, he's also not getting hit. Um, so the, the, the heart rate can, can stay sure. a little bit lower level than it, it does if you're actually about to get smoked by somebody and the bullets are real that are flying by. So, um, no, I mean, if you haven't played full, it's, it's a developmental sure. thing. I mean, yeah, because I'll say this, I mean, and, and 
at running back, you 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 try to go make some plays, and if it if it doesn't happen for you, it's a negative two. You know, if you're playing linebacker, you try to go make a play, and if you if you gambled on something and you missed it, you know the safety cleans you up behind you. You know, quarterback, you try to go make a play on one that you shouldn't have, and it doesn't go the way it should. It's the other team's ball. Yeah, it's the other team's ball. And my mom says, "What is that guy doing?" I mean, n- none of those other mistakes does anybody sure. notice in a game. I mean, even a, a, an experienced football coach is rarely going to see some of that unless they're truly watching the game and studying it. Um, so yeah, those are things that I expected full fledged, you know, is TJ, if you would have said on Thursday, is TJ going to force a couple balls? I'd be like, yeah, of course he is. I mean, like naturally, hopefully, hopefully they yeah, don't the turn force, Yeah, the force becomes you know? a great play. You're like, Hey, that was a great throw, man. Right. Yeah. And that's where just, you know, that's where guys continuing to play that position, uh, you know, okay, they they don't take that chance on something a couple weeks later, and so no, we were really excited about everything he did. Obviously, he's got to not take those some of those chances that he that he did um, on, on a couple. But I mean, shoot, he did. We we don't win the game without the plays no that he makes. Right. You know, so um, and and then I think it shows also what we can do if we can get a couple things cleaned up because we turned the ball over inside the ten twice. twice. Yeah, twice. I mean, that's that's. That's tough. That needs to be points on the board for us. And we were four for four on touchdowns in the red zone outside of those turnovers. So, um, yeah, if, if we can turn those things around and just be better with ball security and things along those lines, I, I think that the uh, there's a lot of excitement on what we can be this year. You got a great weapon on the outside in Brandon White, and, and he showed it in three different phases uh, on a couple of jet sweep reverse type plays, obviously stretching the field out of the slot and then throwing that that pass back to the quarterback and as much as we talked about TJ running the football and and making some good throws that was a hell of a catch down the field as well yeah. I mean he had to extend to get that thing yeah well I mean he's an athlete yeah you know I mean as you said he's, he played running back he played linebacker so no but Brandon Brandon is uh, an explosive player and uh, we can use him in a wide variety of ways as everybody saw already on Friday night. I mean, we, we did a handful of things with him. So uh, we're expecting big things out of Brandon for sure this year. And, and um, I think you get to see a glimpse of some of the stuff that we're going to do with him. Danny Dunlap had a big game as well, uh, not just running the football. Um, I think nine carries for 89. I'm doing it off the top of my head. But obviously had that catch in the flat and turned it into a touchdown. Um, and, and you end up playing five running backs, all told. Um, you play the freshman Marshall. He gets his first touch for a touchdown. Uh, Coe fumbles at the goal line, but but I made note of it on the broadcast. On I think the he came back in the game late, and on one of T.J. Rattel's, I think the last touchdown run, he threw a really big block that sure. kind of sprung him on that. So a nice job for him to put that fumble behind him and then go make a play for a teammate. But you got a lot of different guys involved in the backfield. Absolutely, and and I guess we'll start with Danny because he yeah. had the the explosive day for sure, and and really the other the other play that was huge uh, was the the other throw, not the touchdown, right. the, the right. other catch yep. that was um, yeah the screenplay the screen, the screenplay yeah. was fantastic. Well, it was designed was, pretty well because you looked up and there were four blockers and I think two defenders and off you guys went. So yeah, no question. But that was a huge thought. Uh, Diggs called that right at the right time, and 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 it was great to see our, our linemen were out there in front of the charger. I mean, they're forty yards downfield, busting their tail, blocking for him. We had some receivers blocking really well. Uh, as I say all the time, I mean. The, the O-line is going to block for five to, to eight yards, and the receivers are going to block for the for the big ones. And, and 
we had a, a number of big ones, so it was great to see that our, our receivers are getting involved in some of that stuff. Hopefully we don't get caught from behind like we did a couple times. Um, you know, that would be great because a couple of those could have been touchdowns. As opposed to then you end up turning it over after right. that. Yeah, yeah no, no question. And, and we Brandon didn't get caught. He was stumbling, but uh, but I we definitely gave TJ a hard time on the one because uh, so, someone did catch. And, uh, they had a couple and that saved the touchdown. Run. Yeah, Because the two plays later was a turnover. Right, yeah. and, and uh, they had some kids that could really run. Yeah. I mean, we – we felt that on the way in, and and it showed on on game day too that they had a couple of really skilled guys. But but Danny did a fantastic job. Jordan, freshman, we got a, the um, nervousness out of his belly right now, and and uh, I think he's going to be primed for a great year this year. He's he's a very talented young man, and not often that you have a freshman no. at running at any position, right. but at running back playing uh, varsity football, Moeller, and and it's not because we're we're not talented that position no, I mentioned, mentioned five deep five right. guys we've, we've got a number of guys we think can play uh Jordan's just a, a super talent um but yeah Gabe Goins had a couple carries in there Ethan you know he absolutely did, did some good things obviously the fumble is is a catastrophic deal we gotta get corrected and I know he's he takes a lot of ownership in those things he'll work on that um so I, I thought that we had a number of guys that did a great job uh Alec Weeder I think had a carrier too so we, we're we're fairly deep at that position we're going to be able to utilize uh, a number of different guys and that's good because that's a position gets beat up when we play a physical brand of football we play uh, other teams that play a physical brand of football so people are going to get dings and it's good to have some depth there defensively uh, after that uh, the one turnover we talked about where where co-fumbled it uh, they drove 94 yards they they hit you on a reverse for 91 in which it looked like you had six guys had an angle and it tells you about the athletes that they had Richard Kenny was the kid on the reverse and I kept looking and thinking all right there's an angle there's an angle there's an angle and he just ran right by everybody up the sideline but really other than that the long drive and and that reverse um what did you think of your defense a and and it seemed like right before the rainstorm came and then right after i think you got three straight three and outs where they they punted the ball and you either took over right around the 50 or even inside the 50 and you finally were able to cash in on one of those opportunities just talk about what you thought of the defense overall uh, well, mixed emotions because it's it's hard to take out two. It's hard to take out a ninety-four plate or a ninety-four yard drive on fifteen plays, and it's hard to take out a ninety-something yard run. So, um, the 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 negative parts are it, we got it corrected, but we got just I mean they just bloodied us for fifteen plays. I mean ninety-four yards. 15 plays. I literally was in the in the team meeting like the day before. Like people can't drive the football for 12 play drives anymore, and they just did. They punched us in the face over and over and over. 250 and, pound average offensive line, and then a 240 pound fullback, 235 pound tailback, and here they came. And here they came, and and we couldn't stop them, and and um, and so that was obviously frustrating. We got it corrected. That was great to see our, our guys stepped up. Um, the the big touchdown we just got to set the edge the the corners always got to bring the ball back if we just that's just a quick decision just one cut back inside and yeah, you get him right yeah and, and there's more to it than that it's not one person's fault for sure but but corner we just got to keep the edge on the defense force the ball back inside we had some people on the inside that if we had set the edge there at the corner and brought it back in I think we would have got the thing down but but as soon as it went around it I I mean I was like Double block. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I knew I, I'd seen that kid, number three. Yeah, Richard Kenny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I talked about him. You did. In the, yeah. I mean, he was, and I didn't talk about him as much here as I did with our team. That was the dude. He is a 
ball player. Yep. He was number one guy that I was concerned about, and then number thirty was the 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 next guy. Yeah, I he's was the fullback linebacker, yeah, Parker. Yeah, really good player too. But but three was the guy. Um, and as soon as he turned the corner, and we didn't set an edge on that thing, I was like, he's it's done. Um, so those were disappointing. But we had twelve. 12 drives, 12 real drives in the game. And we had six of them that were either a three and out or we got the ball back right away for our our offense. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good because they weren't late turnovers. I mean, we get the right. ball back quickly in drives. And, and I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, in hey, if, if they don't score touchdowns, that's good. But, obviously, what's really good is if you can get the ball back quickly because uh, as, as we talk about day one stuff, our – the goal for our defense is to get the ball back for our offense while relenting as little as we possibly can. That's that might mean relenting as few points. That might mean relenting as few yards. yards. We right. would like to relent as little as possible, um, and we did that several times, which is great to see for them. And 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 obviously, thing that I I wanted to see, and it was kind of going back to what we first talked about, was I mean after they punched us in the face. How are we going to respond? Because they did. It was 15 no, no straight doubt. plays, and they, they just Pushed wham, wham, yeah. wham, you know. And it wasn't much fancy, a little knew. scissor action maybe, but for the most Not part, much, it was yeah. coming downhill. and Coming downhill at us, and it was it was a problem. So how did we respond? We responded really, really well. And that was the, the, my biggest takeaway from the game, period, was our response. Our response to all the adversities that, that came about, because that was what I didn't know about this team, was how are we going to respond? And... Hopefully we can keep doing that because that's not the only adversity we're going to face. You know, we're, we're, we got a really tough schedule and we're going to continue to face um, tough things that happen. And how do we respond? If we continue to do it the right way, I think we'll continue to be happy with the, the end results. The other thing, Mark, on defense, it seemed like you were able to roll a lot of different guys in. I know you rolled a, you know some deeper subs in on that last series when you went up three scores. I think 22 guys, I believe, made at least a tackle or took part in a tackle, if I read the stats right. But some of it was just, it felt like you kept rolling different position groups in throughout the game. How much do you want to do that? Or was this kind of a game one thing just to get a feel for guys? Uh, no, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, we think we've got a number of players that can play at a high level. Um, we we need to do it a little bit more, to, to be frank. We need to, to do it a little bit more at certain positions, both offensively and defensively, because uh, we've got some good players that are standing on the sideline that, um, that that need to play. And and our belief is that playing really, really hard matters. And um, I would love to be able to say, yeah, 15-play drive. We can play really, really hard for 15 straight plays. It's just not going to happen. Sure. It's not going to – not at the expectation level that we want it to be. So we're going to roll guys in and out. And and the, they know that, as I say, like run to the ball like your hamstring's about to rip off the bone you're running so fast. Like you run as fast as you possibly can. As soon as you see where the ball is, you go. Because you're not going to get tired because we're going to get you out. Um, so – We've got a number of guys that we think are capable, so we're going to roll them. And I think that that's a, a good thing for us. It's great that we've got depth um, to, to be able to do that. And, and our guys played – I thought they played pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, we got to improve in some areas, but uh, I thought they ran to the football well, and, and uh, that was a positive coming away from the game. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll look ahead to Week 2, the East Central Trojans on the docket. Really good team from Indiana as it's the three three weeks, three-state tour for uh, for Moeller after starting in Ohio, going to Indiana, next week going to Kentucky, but we'll look at this week's game next. East Central's the opponent as we continue the Moeller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Gilder from ESP Media. 
For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Welcome back into the Muller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. We talked about week one, recapping the win over Bishop Hartley, but now comes week two, and uh, East Central's on the docket. They've already played two games. Um, this is a, a quality program, Mark, as you probably are well aware of, uh, a perennial power in Indiana, especially over the last handful of years. Uh, you talk about a, a program that takes a lot of pride. They got a, I think if you count their freshmen, I think they've got 130 kids on the roster I looked at, and again, that included some freshmen, but it tells you football is a big deal at East Central for sure. Yeah, no, I think that they're a really good program. I mean, they're coming off an eleven and one season a year ago. Uh, they're one and one. They they had a pretty dominant performance in the first game, and then a really tight, close game in the second. Uh, but they they played Bishop Chatard, who sure. is a really yep. uh, an outstanding football program. So I, I recruited Indi- I recruited Indiana, and I recruited Indianapolis quite a bit throughout my time. And Chatard's uh, a really well thought of program so to lose 10 to nothing against those guys um is not like it's a it's not a black guy in any right. stretch of the imagination that's a heck of a program they lost to so no i think that that uh east central's a really talented team uh they've got a quarterback that's coming back that put up really good numbers last year i think it was 18 touchdowns two picks i mean he, he put up some fantastic numbers a year ago uh does a good job of of taking care of the football i i, I want to say he had both the picks in the in the playoff game um, he played really well throughout the whole year last year uh, so he's back they, they've got a, a couple good wide receivers number 10 seems to be a focus for them I think they have a lineman going to IU I believe uh, I they have he, a lineman going to Cincinnati, Cincinnati. I, okay, I yeah. think it yeah. is they're, they're left tackle number 77 uh, he's a, a big, strong, and athletic kid. He plays both sides of the football. He plays a little bit on defense and a lot on offense, the whole time on offense. They use him in a wide variety of ways. They'll put him in the backfield at fullback. And, um, I mean, he's a load. I think he's a talented guy. He's a great get for the University of Cincinnati, in my opinion. They're, they're running back. They have a new running back. I don't know what happened to the kid last year. He, he rushed for a bunch of yards, but the, the new guy, number two, is a really good player. Uh, they've got a linebacker that plays a little bit of fullback, number 33. I mean, he looks like a Division One talent-level kid for sure. Uh, so I think that they're a talented team. they got a number of guys back from a year ago. And, and again, they were an 11-1 team from a year ago. Uh, I'm expecting this to be a big challenge for us. You obviously played a, a physical team in Hartley. And, and we can argue they, they may have worn down a little bit. They had a bunch of guys going two ways, et cetera. Um, and that probably played to your advantage because we mentioned you were able to two platoon and roll guys in. Sounds like East Central kind of similar, uh, just a physical football team. How much did maybe week one prepare you for something like this? I, I think it did because this is a physical football team. They're they're bigger and, and a little more stout up front on both sides of the football. Uh, so that's certainly a strength of theirs. So that's going to be a challenge. I mean, the trenches is going to be a big deal for us this week, and we're going to need uh, our, our box on 
the defense to play well and physical, and, and certainly we're going to need our offensive line and, and our tight ends blocking really well this week because it's it's going to be a smash-mouth game in that regard. They're, they're going to um, challenge us up front to play a physical game, and I think our guys will be ready. we got a, a veteran crew, especially at, at the – the line of scrimmage, our O-line is, is all seniors. we got a, a bunch of guys that have played football and defense on the D-line. So I think our guys will be up to the challenge, but that is going to be a big challenge for us. I'll, I'll leave you with this to, to close the podcast out. Obviously, last year's last year was a 2-8 and eight year, and, and, and it, it for a Mueller football program, that, that can weigh on, on guys. You talked about having a really exciting, vibrant offseason. How much then does a win in Week 1 kind of – at least validate some of the things you were doing in the offseason, validate to the players that, you know what, we can win football games again. We can we can do this. And, and have you seen any change in your guys maybe just uh, coming off that week one win of kind of saying, all right, we know how to win again, for lack of a better term? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good practice yesterday. I thought it was one of the better ones we've had. It was better than any ones we had last week, in my opinion. Um, but I think that there was some juice and some excitement. Uh, I think that that – obviously, any time that you win a game um, – Against a team that you respect and think, yeah, right, team right, right. is uh, there, there's some validation of of what you're doing, and I think that that's the case in game one of year one, and it's the case in game ten of year ten. You know, so uh, there's always a validation of what you're doing is right when when you go out and win, and and obviously I think when when uh, there's less that's been proven here that that sure that this might have a little bit more weight on it, and um, so yeah. I think that there was quite a bit that I felt it as far as that was a game that was probably important to win because of, um, I mean, A, you want to win the games, but the confidence sure. in what we're doing and how we're doing it and things like that uh, certainly played a part because, um, yeah, when, when most of the guys, we got a lot of guys back and, and what they experienced a year ago was maybe falling short a couple of times and so forth. Um, confidence can be fragile. I mean, it is in everybody. And it's just human nature. And so to, to have a win, uh, I think that that puts some wind in the sails for some guys and, and was positive. But um, we're going to have challenges again this week. Sure. And, and um, we got to, you know, last week's done. It's over. And, and um, hopefully that wind in the sails can carry us a little bit. But we're going to have it taken out at some point in time this Friday night. And, and we got to, you know, manufacture the wind in it again. So, so we got to do that this Friday and every Friday. Good stuff. A reminder, we'll have the game for you on WatchHSSports.tv and, of course, from our friends here at ESP Media. For the head coach, Mark Elder, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. This has been the Molar Football Podcast.